Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent Magazine, with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, welcome to Apparently Speaking. I'm Miriam, and on this episode, I'll be talking with Director of College Placement, Sarah Fridline, about everything you need to know about the college process for your high school student. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. Sarah grew up in Northeast Ohio and earned a bachelor's degree in education from Wheaton College and a master's degree in school counseling from the University of Akron. She's currently the director of college placement at Cuyahoga Valley Christian Academy. Sarah has been married to Mark for 20 years, and they have three teenagers, a daughter who's a freshman in college, and two sons, a junior in high school and a freshman in high school. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. Yes, I'm very glad that you're here. Um, So first, right away, I just want to say, you know, you're the director of college placement at CVCA, which is a private school. But everything that we're going to talk about and everything, the process and the steps that you're going to share, it really applies to everyone, no matter what school, right? Absolutely. And that's exactly where I wanted to start today is just encourage all your listeners that this process is for everyone and any high school student that wants to go to college, there is a good fit college for any student in any place. Okay, great. So, right. So what we're talking about, you know, applies no matter there are all types of schools out there right now. So this applies. These are the basic steps that you need. So I know that, and I have a a high school junior as well. And so, and she's my oldest. So I know for a lot of parents, um, especially for their first one, they'll say to me, no, it's just overwhelming. I don't know what to do. And things change all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's different than when I was applying to college. Luckily for me, I was able to get in. I wouldn't probably be able to do that now. But anyways, that's beside the point. So um, kind of what what's the main thing that you maybe would want to tell? When do they start? You know, I have parents who come to me and they have a freshman. They're like, do I need to start the process? And what do I need to do? Great question. And I get that question all the time, too. And um, the the families in my office all the time are usually the families with their oldest, you know, having to figure everything out. So you are spot on with that. So I would say the college um, process is basically an 11th and 12th grade um, process. However, I would um, encourage all the families out there to realize that Ninth and 10th grade is important in the sense of the GPA does start in ninth grade. It gets real then. (laughs) That's um, part of the application is a GPA, and that begins in ninth grade. And so also in ninth, 10th, 11th grade, the other piece that families should know about school-wise is um, course selection. The classes that they are taking in those grades should be college prep classes um, so that they are being prepared for college. Um, And so that's called strength of schedule. And so you want to show on your transcript that you've taken college prep classes. Okay. So um, I know like the AP and College Credit Plus and all those kind of things. What if a student you know, really doesn't take a lot of those, but they still have, you know, a good GPA and they still do well on test scores and things like that. Absolutely. Every student is qualified to go to college. There is a college out there for every senior that uh, has that desire to go to college. And so they're in that search process during junior and senior year, I encourage students to look at all different types of colleges because then as they visit, as they um, research, they'll find that fit for them after, compared to what they've taken in 
high school and their um, GPA and test scores, and it, there's a spot for them. Okay, so some colleges, you know, if they have their site set on a certain college, they do need to, like you said, match their with their schedule to, right. to kind of match that, and some would need to take more AP and those kind of classes, mm-hmm. and some may not. Correct. You know, the students... You know, their profile needs to match the college profile, you know, when it comes to what they're looking for. Got it. Okay. And they can find that out. They can. They should maybe find those things out earlier, maybe like ninth, 10th grade. Maybe Correct. they could just kind of contact a college, not not starting the whole process, but just, mm-hmm. hey, what are your requirements kind of thing. Absolutely. And then they college, would know. College yeah. websites are the perfect place to start in ninth, 10th, 11th grade. Perfect. And that's exactly what they a student can do is to see okay. if they And they, they can know like, school. yeah, this is probably mm-hmm. not going to be a good fit for me or yes, it is. And so I'll, exactly. I'll kind of reach to that. Mm-hmm. What about, um, I know you're going to, I don't want to get ahead because I know you <laughs> have some kind of steps and all that, but um, what about, um, you know, limiting? Like, hey, you know, I've, I've known some students where they're like, nope, I'm going to go to X college and it's that or bust, you know, they're kind of putting all their eggs in that one basket, you know, from like a younger age or my mom went there or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I encourage my students um, when they're, you know, researching schools to have kind of three categories. There can be that category. I call it the reach school or stretch school or whatever little label you want to put on it and do go for it. I would never want to hold a student back from trying to go for what their their dream school is. But we also have other options out there, too. So I also encourage students to apply to, oh, say, two, three, four schools that, yes, you'll likely be admitted. You're your profile matches their profile. And then lastly, I always encourage families to have a, you can call it a safety school, a backup plan, something like that, that, you know, if something happens throughout life, you know, things happen. And so you do have that in place and and it's there just in case. Okay. Good idea. Right. So have a few, even if you don't, you know, even if you get into your dream school, which is great, you still just have a few. It's not going to hurt to have right. those other few kind of in mind or to apply. Absolutely. It's a it's a mix. There's those three different types. That's good. Okay. So so the GPA starts ninth, 10th grade. Ninth, 10th grade, you could kind of maybe look, you know, talk about some, look on the websites, talk to people yep. maybe who have been to certain colleges, but nothing, that's probably about what you need to do exactly. in ninth, mm-hmm. 10th grade. And mm-hmm. then 11th grade comes. Yes. <laughs> 11th grade is our big year. And I do have meetings with families during the junior year. And that is the year it, it's, it needs to become a little bit more serious in the sense of planning needs to come into the family's calendar. And I do include that as the family's calendar. Like there's a lot that needs to go on and it needs to get planned out because we all know how busy these teenagers are and life happens and their um, activities and everything else. And so um, getting on top of the two things junior year, I would say, are scheduling the ACT and the SAT um, test dates and college visits. Those are the two main um, things to try to accomplish during junior year. And would you suggest taking both the ACT and the SAT for most kids? At our school, we suggest it. Um, Each student can have their own opinion on that. We suggest it just because you you truly don't know which one you're going to do better on until you take both of them. Because they are different. They're They're different. different. And so different students will perform differently on them. Now, lots of high schools these days do these um, practice tests in ninth and 10th grade. And so maybe you already have a good feel for which you'll do better on. But that's what I suggest maybe fall or winter of junior year. Take each one 
one time, um, sometimes with prep, sometimes without. Sometimes students like to go into it and just want to um, see what it's like, and, and that's fine. And then you can compare those two scores and then keep retaking the one you did better on, maybe then get some prep or uh, tutoring Certain or things like that. sections maybe that you mm-hmm. didn't do as well on. Maybe you exactly. can say, I did great on this part, so I don't need to deal with that. I'm going to right. focus on this part. Right, and then try to, you know, maximize their score on the test that they did better on. Okay, so they should take both is your, you know, recommendation because they are different each, so mm-hmm. they don't know which one they're going to do better on. Right. Then they can retake it, the one they want to, as many times as they want, right? Absolutely. There is no penalty. Sometimes that's a little myth out there is that how, you know, a college is seeing that I've taken it five times. No, I don't think you need to take it five times though either, <laughs> well. but you never, <laughs> right. whatever works for um, a certain student. And so you, a, a college, all college admissions offices have told me that they just honor the highest score. However, a student does that best time, whether it was the first time or the third time, they just honor that as their highest score. Do they see all those scores or only the one you send? They only see what you send. Okay. But if a student does send all of them, they'll just look at the highest score. Got it. Okay. So so you can also choose, maybe you want to say, I'm going to take it two or three times and then wait, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to send them the best one. But even if they do see all of them, they only focus on exactly. the highest one. Exactly. Okay. And do most colleges accept either now? Because I know like when I was mm-hmm. going to college, it was like certain colleges want ACT, certain yes. want SAT. <laughs> that, I remember that too yeah. back when I was applying. And and so nowadays all schools take both. That's great. And okay. so that's probably a new piece of information for the families out there too. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. good to know because like you said, Take them both, see what you do better on, retake the one that you think you did better on, and then you don't have to worry about the other one, kind of. Exactly. And all schools (laughs) will take both. I I like that. Okay, well, that is a good piece of information. So junior year, take start taking that test earlier in the year than later? Yeah, I mean, at least for the practice of it. Um, by the end of junior year, uh, there's usually dates, you know, in April, May, June, those are very common junior dates. By then is when you're trying to get to that score you want or early senior year, fall okay. of senior year. Okay, so give yourself some time because it's not offered... I mean, it's like you can just go take it every week. Correct. That is, uh, that's what I was talking about, even with the family calendar, planning things out. That's what I find with my families. They'll look at the three next dates coming up and they're like, we have a soccer tournament this weekend. We have to family vacation this (laughs) one. And so that's why, you know, print out those dates, even at the beginning of junior year for both tests and just try to figure out long-term, which Good one will idea. work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we're working on GPA. And I know one thing you mentioned to me, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That GPA kind of stops when? So yes, at the end of junior year. That's okay. basically at the end of junior year is the GPA you're going to put on your college applications in the fall of senior okay. year. So if if kids are like, well, I'll bring it up my senior year, right. it's too, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. Not, it's not going to usually help at that okay. point. You, your um, high school counselor can send a transcript in January of your senior year, but um, that's usually pretty late in the game, and it, it's not going to move that much in just the fall okay. of your senior year, even if that's the, the right. semester you're counting on. <laughs> so it's it's the combination of ninth, 10th, and 11th grade grades 
for the GPA. Okay. And then, so, you know, sometimes students think, oh, well, then senior year doesn't matter. Yeah, right. And so I, can I was take just going to say that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I usually have to uh, re-explain to my seniors that it's always um, important <laughs> what they take senior year. Um, their senior schedule is on their college applications. So there's no grades next to those classes, okay. but what they're taking. Okay, so they see if you're yes. just taking all completely, like, yes. I have four study mm-hmm. halls. And, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then um, some colleges will ask me to send, we call it the seventh semester transcripts. That, that, that's the transcript in January of your senior okay, year. So they could so ask they for could that. ask for okay. it. Yes. Yeah, so you do still have to All perform. Right. <laughs> but know that like you're not really going to be able to count on necessarily your right. senior year to uh, I'm going to bring this up and send that to colleges. It ends junior yes. year, yep. but mm-hmm. they still will see what you're taking and right. could ask. So right. don't blow it off completely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not completely. Okay, so we've got um, the tests, the GPA. Another thing about GPA, you know, now it's kind of like, um, you know, some students will say, you know, I have a horrible GPA and they have mm-hmm. – I think a decent GPA, but it's not a 4.12. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so what do you – talk about that a little bit as Absolutely. far as getting into colleges. Yeah. Um, it's very competitive. It is, and, and it's it's all – what you just explained there is who they're comparing themselves to and which colleges they're comparing themselves to. And that's where I just want to break that myth and just encourage all – types of students to realize there's a, I call it a good fit school. And that's what every student should be looking for, no matter what their GPA is. Everybody should be looking for that good fit college for that student. And so there are schools um, that will accept students um, with a wide range of GPAs. And so you just have to do your research a little bit, talk to your high school counselor, and um, that person can help lead you to some schools okay. to look at and visit and apply to. And so just know that there's there's different paths to get to your goals. Okay. So it doesn't mean you're forget it if you don't have, you know what I mean? Or maybe Absolutely some students not. felt mm-hmm. like they weren't, you know, quote unquote college material and then kind of changed their mind. Exactly. That happens a lot. Yeah. And that's just a maturity thing. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, some students just kick it in a little bit later. Right. And, so, and that might just mean uh, maybe a year at, um, you know, a community college or, or a branch campus. And and yet it doesn't even have to quite mean that either. There's plenty of other schools that um, they could get into. Right. Or they, they right could away. get in kind of on a conditional, you exactly. know, if you do well this actually, first year. Those, it's good that you brought that up. That actually is... Um, a lot of schools are starting to do programs like that. They'll accept you on this basis. Maybe we're going to give you a little extra help or you have to meet with a tutor, you know, once you get to campus and they kind of build that into your your program. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break um, to hear from our sponsor. And this is such good information. I know that it's going to be really helpful. So we have a lot more to share. So we'll be right back. Hey, this is Miriam from Apparently Speaking. Join the Mazda family like I did at Montrose Mazda Kent. You'll love the selection of new and used cars and lease options. We are on our third car from Kent Mazda. We keep going back because of the ease of purchase, and it has been by far the best deal we could find each time. Montrose Mazda Kent, they go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. 
Okay, we are back talking with Sarah Fredline, Director of College Placement at CVCA. With, you're just giving us a lot of good information. <laughs> As I was saying before the break, um, I know this can be very helpful to a lot of parents, and, and I've already talked to you about this, but still, it's, it's still good reminders for me and still helpful since I'm in that situation um, now this year with my daughter. So we kind of covered um, SAT, ACT, GPA. You talked a lot about finding that good fit college, which I think is very important. And I know this isn't really your, you know, quote unquote job, but you're, you're an expert at this and you've dealt with so many students going to college. So what about, you know, what if they get to the college and they feel it wasn't the right fit? What do you, do you think mean about after that? they arrive as a freshman or do you mean as they're visiting? No, after they arrive. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me run back in, yeah. just into college visits, okay. which will lead into that conversation. Yes. So during junior and senior year, um, I just am constantly encouraging my families to get out there on visits. And that's a, another um, planning um, piece in the family um, calendar. But even if it's breaks, fall break, spring break, summer breaks, um, just getting on campuses really, really helps. I feel like when when my students come back and say, oh, that's, that really helped. When I just got on campus, I went on a tour, I talked to students that are already there, uh, eat in the dining hall, um, attend a class, talk to a professor, all those things are part of campus visits. And that's really going to help the most more than anything else. And then um, you, you walk through that process. And then as you're saying, you make a decision, you, you arrive right. in the fall of your freshman year. And I just want to um, encourage students that it takes a little bit of time. It's not going to be um, your dream place that first week that you arrive right. on Don't campus. Right. Don't call home in two weeks and say, got to get <laughs> exactly. me out of here. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would definitely encourage them to definitely stick it out for a semester, but I would even encourage the whole year year. because it really takes a little bit of time to form those friendships and um, definitely look for, you know, connections on campus, the groups on campus, the things that you're interested in. You'll meet like-minded students that way and find the groups that you know, your group yeah. of friends that you can hang with that. That's good. Mm-hmm. It does take some time. It's a huge adjustment. Yes. And yeah, mm-hmm. I remember feeling that too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I did kind of love it from the beginning, but you know, looking back as like, yeah, it took a little while to find who you exactly yes. were going to kind of cl- click mm-hmm. with for the remainder mm-hmm. of your time there and just get in, yeah, with what exactly you want to be involved in and you right. try different things. It takes, it takes time. It's, it's a huge adjustment and just all with everything, obviously with just, if you go away, you know, you're away right. now and right. you have all mm-hmm. of that that's different. So, um, yeah, give it, give it a chance. And yes. it's not like you can't switch though. I mean, later. That's, yes, you know. exactly. It, and just remember that those years, those are growth years for all these kids. That 18 to 22 age range is the typical age range. Um, and just remember how much, you know, you yourself grew during those years. That's what I always look back to. And so they're trying to figure themselves out. And and then, yes, if it leads to the fact that, oh, this just wasn't the spot for me, this wasn't the school for me, absolutely. It's, um, it's a 
there is an opportunity to transfer. And so they'd have to do some of that research then on their own there from school, um, contact the high school again to have the transcript sent again. I do get those emails okay. from our graduates. <laughs> and and they're just like, oh, I am decided to transfer to the school. And, and that's just fine. Yeah. And sometimes it's even solidifying a major choice. And okay. so they have to... Um, move over to a different school because of something like that. But yes, that does It can happen. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not the goal, obviously. But, you know, I try, like, would like students to realize and parents, like, it's not like you have to stay there for four years. Hopefully you do and it goes smoothly Mm -hmm. and well and you've you've matched, you've done the the homework in the beginning so that you have Mm -hmm. a good match. But Mm -hmm. things happen and, you know, if it does, it's not the Mm -hmm. end of the world. But, yeah, stick it out at least for a while. I agree. And, And that is... The, the goal to that comment is just maybe take some of that pressure. I think our, our parents and our students put so much pressure on this decision, and it, it can be altered. <laughs> a lot of pressure. Right, a lot of pressure. And going back to visits, I wanted to ask you, so um, do you think it's better or does it make a difference really? You know, I know they have like junior days mm-hmm. planned mm-hmm. and, you know, to go on that day or here's our specific tour dates or what if parents like, I can't make those dates, mm-hmm. I just want to go on our own? What do you suggest for that? Anytime you can get to a college campus is fine. If those nice planned out days fit your calendar, great. Um, I, you know, I love those. Like, for example, an engineering day at a certain college. And so that's a and that's what you're thinking about majoring in, you're really going to get a good feel for that school's engineering program. So that's a an example of that if you can make that work. But the goal is is definitely to try to, to get there and to get on campus and ideally when students are in session right. and students are there or school's in session and students are there. If that doesn't happen, though, still go and just go during the summertime. Okay, just to get a um, feel for it as right, best that you can. And, and get the get your questions answered. Um, and so if, if we're getting to a point, though, that those visits aren't just aren't possible. Lots of colleges have gone to um, really good um, virtual tours on their websites, and so you can get a pretty good feel that way too. Okay, yeah, that's an option if you absolutely can't, for or if whatever it's really reason. far away, really far, and yeah. you want to at least get get started on a visit. You get a feel for it. For that okay, mm-hmm. okay, that's a good idea. And also, I know you know I've had um, talked to some students where they go on these. The days that are the planned, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. it's the junior day. And those are great. That's mm-hmm. great. And you have a lot of other students. You have a lot going on. But it's also like big hoopla, yes. you know, which is great. And so then I think some of the students are a little misled. Like they feel just on their own, you know, from their mm-hmm. own thinking like, wow, this is amazing. It's like, it's just there's so much going on and it's going to be like this every day. And that's it's like, a great yeah, point. It's not I mean, really. <laughs> that school was doing their best to put right. on, a, put on a good um, day for the students. And that, and I understand that. And that is, they'll gather good information that day. Um, but, you know, to to further this point, you know, when you're getting down to making that final decision, when it's down to one, two, three schools, I actually, if you can, it'd be great to go back for a second visit, well, and so maybe idea. that could be the the day that's a the little realistic bit day. That's a great idea. So go with it that day if you can, yeah. and you can get a lot of information, and it is fun, and sure. you can mm-hmm. kind of see all that and all that everything that's happening. But mm-hmm. then, if you're if you like it, that's a right. that's great advice. If you can go back again on kind of a quote unquote regular day, yeah, and mm-hmm. then you can just see, oh, okay. <laughs> 
this is, <laughs> yes. the, I still love it, but like it's just right. It's a regular, mm-hmm. typical, typical day of it, what you would it, experience. Exactly. If, and if you can sit in on a class, like I mentioned earlier, um, talk to the to a professor in the major you're thinking about when you're getting right down to the to the end and having to make a decision on a school, really trying to figure that part out. That's a good that's a, that's good advice too. Now talking back about you know you mentioned major, so I think that's a little stressful mm-hmm. for some parents and students because you know they if some students know hey I want to do yeah. this, so sometimes they change their mind, but mm-hmm. a, some students know I'm going to do this and that's great. Mm-hmm. And some students, you know, my daughter for example, she just she's like I'm not really sure right now, and right. I'm like that's totally fine, but I think she feels a little pressure mm-hmm. sometimes or stress just. On her own. Nobody's, mm-hmm. you know, doing that to her. But I just don't know what I want to do. I don't know my major. And I say, that's okay. You're, you're going to figure it out. You're going to yes. find things that mm-hmm. you don't even know exist and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. But some schools, I know, as we've been kind of looking on websites, you know, they only have certain, most schools have right. so many, mm-hmm. everything. But mm-hmm. there are some schools that only have certain ones or don't mm-hmm. have certain ones. And so then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, then what do you do in that kind of situation? I know. And uh, everything you just said is is right on. I have two of my own kids that are know what they want to do. And then I've got a third that he, he can go in any direction. And so he's our question mark. And so we'll have to figure that out as time goes along. And so I I get it, even as a mom. And so I think, you know, working with a a school counselor can help. There are, you know, interest inventories and things like that out there. But that doesn't have to shape your life, though, either. They can give you a little bit of feedback and help you get to know yourself better. And um, But it just is also um, campus visits and things help with choosing a college. Those visits actually... Um, bring up a lot of interesting information about different types of majors. Like I've sat in so many of those um, information sessions now. Um, I learned something about a different major, like you just said, like I didn't even know existed. And so you sit in these information sessions and like that might lead you conversation with family members, doing shadows back at home, you know, with different um, family friends, you know, trying to get out into the real world, seeing what might fit for you. And you're also correct in in the in some areas of our world, technology specifically, some jobs don't exist yet right. that our kids will be doing someday. So all of that put together, um, it is, I know that that can cause, you know, the anxiety and the stress of, oh, I want to go to the school, but they don't have the major that I want. Um, Sometimes I suggest putting the school over the major and make if if that's really the right fit school for you, um, going ahead and attending there and finding a, a fit major for you after you get there. Um, there's certain majors I think we all know that you do have to have a little bit more set in stone, you know, some of the, the science or the, the pre-med or nursing or something like that um, you need to get started on you know as a freshman but most majors and most careers you can adjust you can okay. get a That's get a degree advice. in something and it could be a little general or somewhat specific there's going to be um, a path for you right and a, wide a, a variety job of, and of, career. of careers mm-hmm. that would fit with that major yes. it doesn't have to be like yeah. one major one job right you know that kind it's of not thing. it's not exactly like that anymore so many companies and employers out there just want 
the college, you know, degree right. uh, for knowing that they can accomplish that and and then they'll train on the job or That's something good. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, too, I've read so much about um, companies, they're focusing so much more on the person. Yes. And they're like, even their mm-hmm. social, emotional intelligence, things like that. Can Absolutely. they adapt? Are they flexible? Are they capable? You know, all those kind of things. Yes. More so mm-hmm. than the specific you know, um, major of the degree. I am so glad you mentioned that. I agree with that. Those life skills, the who they are as a person, and and getting through a college curriculum can show that to an employer, but also show who you are as a person too. Right. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. So that's good. Take a little of the stress off, you yeah. know. Then yes. And, and again, <laughs> just like as a college, you wouldn't maybe necessarily you know want to do that, but it can be changed. A major can be changed. Yes. Obviously, yes. you don't want to have to. You know, there's expense and all that with mm-hmm. it. So you, but it it's it can be changed. Right. You know, right. It, it can happen. It does happen a lot. And, and that's what I try to remind my families. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and what about kind of the last piece? Maybe a little bit. What about the financial aid? Aid process and that mm-hmm. when do when do parents start that? What do they mm-hmm. need to do? There's um, a ton of great websites out there for um, scholarship research, things like that. Um, and those you can be looking at those when you're younger. Um, I know families that do, but really it all kind of lands on senior year to do all of that. So fall of senior year, I call that application season. Okay. And, then, uh, and so I don't think we mentioned this yet. So the applications are usually um, have a goal of around November 1st to have those done. Senior year. Senior okay. year, fall of senior year. So August through November 1st, you're kind of working on those. And you can apply to college later than November 1st. I don't want to throw that out there that you can't do that. Um, that just... Th- puts you in the best um, opportunity for scholarships and getting into schools and things like that. So I kind of call that the application season. (laughs) And then after application season is the financial season. Okay. um, So that's senior year as well. Yes. After that. Okay. So if a family wants to um, fill out what's called the FAFSA, the FAFSA is the free federal aid um, application, that opens October 1st of senior year. So October could be a busy month. You're finishing up your applications Definitely. and you're starting So we the went FAFSA. from like, oh, you can blow that year off, but now you got to do this stuff. <laughs> and that's why, you know, maybe you can have an extra study hall. Yes. But guess so what you're, you're doing, doing applications. <laughs> I actually even mentioned that. That's right. Seniors. Your essays and things like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so the... Um, if a family chooses to fill out the FAFSA, that opens October 1st. I would say the earlier the better. Okay. And you don't need to know where you're going yet. You put on that FAFSA all the schools you've applied to, and then your information goes to each of those schools. And then schools are considering your application for admittance, but at the same time, well, not the, but separately, they're, they're looking at you for scholarships or grants or loans, and they should get back to you with a um, decision letter. And then usually either with that or soon afterwards, they send you what's called your financial award letter, okay. which can include scholarships, grants, and loans. Okay. And would that include like any academic scholarship you might have? What about an athletic kind of, those kind of things right. are separate or? Those usually will come in that okay. award letter, um, but that's probably been, the athletic piece has probably been talked yes. about with coaches yes. ahead you of time. if you're getting that right. already. But the um, 
academic scholarships you might not know of. Okay. If that you've may been come awarded with this. to. Okay. Right, right. And then um, in addition to all of that, there's what's called outside scholarships. So these are the scholarships that are not offered right through the college. They're outside of the college. And that's where there's just all kinds of um, websites you can go to. Here in Northeast Ohio, two that I wanted to highlight are... Um, one is called College Now, Greater Cleveland Organization. So that's an excellent one in the Cleveland area. Um, in the Akron area, there's one called Akron Community Foundation Scholarship Opportunities. Those are both websites. Okay. And so there's not just one scholarship on those. There's okay. many, many, many scholarships on okay. those two websites. So those are local here. Okay. And I know if you Google, you know, college scholarships mm-hmm. or whatever, it's like... It's yeah, crazy it's yes, what comes yes. up, and there's so many, and they're so random, and they're so, you know, right. so I think that can be a little overwhelming. Yes. The the advice I could give there is, yes, you can use any sort of national website like you're mentioning, but any scholarship you can put criteria into. Okay. Narrow that down. It narrows it down. Then okay. it's a little less overwhelming. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. And and the colleges, too, that you're interested, they probably have a little insight on yes. maybe, you know, what mm-hmm. do they offer or what do they recommend? You know, are there certain mm-hmm. things that they, sometimes they have it maybe if you're involved in XYZ, they have a scholarship for that or something. And you might not even know about it. That's right. Yes. Absolutely work with the college's financial aid offices. That's what they're there for. They're there to work for you and to try to find you the money that can help. Okay. So what we talked about is everything you need to know, you know, under normal circumstances. Mm -hmm. If you happen to be listening to it and it's normal circumstances, great. If you aren't and you're listening to it, you know, during the coronavirus, you know, pandemic, which I'm sure you're getting a lot of maybe questions about that Mm -hmm. because things are changing and there's so much unknown and obviously with testing and all that, what can you tell us about that? Mm -hmm. Well, as of the day of this recording, basically the two main areas that are being affected are ACT and SAT test dates. Those have all been rescheduled. So just go onto those websites, go onto the ACT website and go onto the SAT website if you are registered for one of the spring tests and um, find out when they're being rescheduled for. The other piece that's being affected are um, college visits. All the college students have been sent home pretty much at this point for the remainder of the semester. And um, so a lot of the colleges are shut down to visitors right now. So I would just encourage you to uh, visit this summer and this fall instead. So those are the two main areas that are being affected. And the colleges know, obviously, they're going to work with students. They're they're right now probably, they're obviously trying to figure out their plan of action. Right. And they're going to work with students. So there's no reason to panic because it's, it's, everyone's in the same situation. Absolutely. All the colleges across the United States are in the same situation. So maybe do some of those virtual tours, look on the websites during this time. You can apply if you're Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. time frame. You can do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm -hmm. it'll be a little longer you know, someone getting back, but you can do those steps, reschedule your tests. Um, your The GPAs are still counting. So again, right, just even right. though if the students are home, mm-hmm. make sure that you're still working toward, you know. Exactly. That. I was talking to my juniors before we dismissed for uh, this little break, and I just encouraged them, you're still going to be a senior in the fall. You still have all of this coming up. So keep moving with it. But it just might look a little differently in your research process for the next couple of months. Right. So it's just kind of on hold, but there are some things you still can do. You can still research scholarships and yes. all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff 
online mm-hmm. um, until mm-hmm. you can get back. And I would, get those yeah, visits. I would encourage getting online is what I would encourage during these months while we're all kind of right at home, right, and, on and our then computers. just reschedule those tests. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Get on the website; those have already been rescheduled, right? So you they can do that. Been. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so so oh, much. I think this was good. super informative. Super informative. Um, there, it was such so much great information, just kind of compacted mm-hmm. into this episode. That parents, um, I think it's going to be very helpful. Well, I hope Um, that helps out. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Find the podcast and much more at NortheastOhioParent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email me at podcast at NortheastOhioParent.com.